There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This podcast is sponsored by Hollywood Casino in Charlestown, West Virginia. March's featured entertainment includes Trey Kennedy on the 15th and Kenny Wayne Shepherd on the 16th. Details and tickets at HollywoodCasinoCharlestown.com. Must be 21 to enter the casino floor and attend a show. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Two-time Academy Award winner Hilary Swank stars in the new drama film Ordinary Angels, based on an inspiring true story that's now playing in movie theaters. She joined me to discuss the positive reaction from critics and audiences, as well as the 20th anniversary of her Oscar-winning performance in Million Dollar Baby. We even ended by rapid-firing about her favorite roles by other Best Actress winners. Hey, Hilary Swank. Hey, thanks for joining us again on WTOP in DC. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, we're talking your new movie, Ordinary Angels, which I really enjoyed. I think a lot of people are going to be uh, pleasantly surprised at how inspired they are. I mean, uh, it's it's a, it was a really enjoyable movie. Um, to me, it, it sort of reminded me uh, it, your role a little bit of like an Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> a little, you know, she's um, feisty, helping this you know a sick kid get a liver transplant. But um, what what drew you to the role when when you were reading it? The idea to sink into an accent, or what was it? Oh, no, not the accent, although that was a fun part of it. It was that this person is out there bigger than life, um, wearing a heart on her sleeve and and looking to help others. She's flawed. She's funny. She's um, she's just a a beautiful human. And um, there were so many meaningful things in the movie that resonated with me. And it was just a no brainer to be a part of it. Yeah, now I, I gotta know the important question. Did you know the Brooks and Dunn boot scootin' boogie on the bar top dance? <laughs> did you know that before you went in? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I write it on the on the page, and I was like, "Okay, I'm up for it." <laughs> That's great stuff. Who doesn't um, like to do a little boot scootin' boogie? Of course, of course. That was a great throwback when I saw that. Um, and of course, it, you know, it, it, it's a faith based film, but I, I just want to comment that, you know, it, it never comes across preachy. I mean, you, you know, you have Nancy Travis's character, you know, if, if there are, you know, religious viewers watching it, they'll, they'll relate to that. But I think anyone can relate to it, honestly. Like, uh, what do you think the message is sort of to me? It's sort of like, you know, thoughts and prayers are great and everything. But we it almost in the end, it's like we have to actually rally the town and do God's work. You know, it takes a village to actually get and do things. I mean, it, it's. Is that sort of how you, how you sort of viewed it? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I just see it as, I mean, look, however you look at faith and whether it's like doing good for others or a community rallying together or having faith that things will work out. Um, in, in the end, this is just, it, it's really um, 
or, 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 or like just being a good person, you know, and, and that is a lot about, uh, about being, um, religious is just being good and treating your neighbor the way you want to be treated. But in the end, like you said, it's just, a, it's a story that I think resonates with everybody. I mean, we got an A plus score at the, at the theaters, which is so rare. And it's because people, whether you are religious or not, are resonating with the goodness of, of, of humankind and how we've really, I think, got out of touch with that and how good it feels to, to be back in touch with that. And you laugh and you cry and um, it's just a fun journey. I'm so proud to be a part of this movie and I love it so much. Yeah, a lot of movies have sort of gotten out of touch with that. You're right. And and yes, there's a place for the, you know, the damning critiques of society and exploring the seedy underbelly. Of course, those are great movies, too. But there's it's lovely when you see a movie like this that brings back sort of that like Frank Capra-esque magic. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Uh, that's a good way to say it too. Thank you. Yeah, and re- so and remind us. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's not spoiling. It's sort of in the log line, you know, that uh, that uh, a snowstorm is bearing down you. But folks, uh, set your expectations. It's more more towards the end. But uh, I I want to say like, um, if that was um if that was written on the page, it would almost be like, oh, that can't be true. You know, it almost seems like too good to be true. But it is. Uh, and we won't spoil the exact endings. But like, talk about sort of how the true story behind this thing is almost it almost writes itself. Yeah. Um, well, look, I mean, it's in the end, it's, it's to me, I mean, depending on who you ask, Alan's going to say from a different point of view because he played a different character in the story. But I feel like it's, a, it's a, a story about this flawed woman. She's imperfect. She's trying to find her way. And through service to another, she finds her truest purpose. And I mean, isn't that kind of the truth? Like when we get out of our own way and we allow ourselves to like just, I kind of help somebody else. We, we, we feel our deepest sense of meaning in a, um, you know, I feel like I, I am a storyteller and through being a storyteller, of course I find my deepest sense of purpose. But in the end, when I look at the trajectory of like the choices I've made in my movies, there are so many real life people. I've played so many true stories and that's because these people are just I, to get to walk in their shoes and see through their eyes deepens the way I walk in the world and and finding deeper purpose. So um, it's it's about a lot about that. It's about being an organ donor. It's about um, overcoming um, alcoholism. There's a lot. Yes, I was just going to say that, and it's so early for me here. And in the in the, in the um, Pacific time, I was I'm looking for that. But yes, it's about addiction and. Um, it, there, it just, it really goes, it, there's a lot, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of different meanings, it's, it's just beautiful. Absolutely. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out, it's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
Well, you mentioned sort of your career trajectory and your life's journey and stuff. Uh, we have to point out that, what is it, 2024 now. So this is the 20th anniversary of your Oscar-winning role in Million Dollar Baby. Hard to believe it's been two decades. But, uh, man, just memories of, of, of that role really fast, and especially working for the legendary Clint Eastwood. That's going to be something you'll look back on, like, you know, decades from now, <laughs> even another 20 years from now, and be like, wow, that was special. I know. I, I look at it. I think about that all the time. And um, yeah, we did, Boys Don't Cry came out in 2000. So it's just, it's been crazy that it's been 24 years and beautiful that it's still talked about in such a meaningful way as well. You know, it kind of feels like it was just yesterday. Um, I feel so honored and so humbled and so blessed to be a part of telling these stories that really resonate over over time and, and stand the test of time, um, like Million Dollar Baby and um, um, Freedom Riders and P.S. I Love You and, um, you know, Freedom Riders is also a true story. So, um, and Amelia Earhart and um, it's just so much fun. And even Insomnia, but, Christopher Nolan's about to get crowned at Oppenheimer uh, at the Oscars next week and uh, you worked with him in an early role too. So, so many great roles for you, it's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. All right. Well, I know we're we're tight on time, but yes, you mentioned Boys Don't Cry and Million Dollar Babies, the two you won. It made you one of the rare two-time Best Actress winners. So I'd love in the final seconds, if we could, I'd love to, I'm going to toss out other Best Actress winners and just rapid fire uh, your favorite movie that they were in. And we won't do them all, but I'll throw it like a handful. Catherine Hepburn, favorite movie. <laughs> Oh gosh, you're you're asking you're asking me at six a.m. <laughs> with being up all night with twins. Are you uh, bringing I, up I, baby I or are you Adam's rib or bringing up baby? Done. Bring up baby. Yes. Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> um, um, uh, um, when she played um Joan of Arc. Oh, good one. I would go Notorious or Casablanca, but you can't go wrong. Uh, let's go a little more. My Meryl Streep. What's your favorite Meryl Streep? Um, Sophie's Choice. Oh, iconic. Uh, Jodie Foster. Uh, Taxi Driver. Oh, an early one. I, I thought you'd go, you know, Sons of the Lambs. All right, time for one more. Uh, Francis McDormand. Oh, my God, it's Fargo. Can't beat it, right? Marge, pregnant cop. I mean, so no. ahead of its time. <laughs> and that Carter. Yeah, Burwell. I love Francis. I love all of them. Yeah, I mean that's in a. I, thanks for thanks for humoring me on that. I know you got to get to the next interview, but I just wanted to wrap no, to so remind fun. people Thanks. the elite class that you're in with these winners. I mean Betty Davis, <laughs> Liz Taylor, Thank Sally you. Field, Jane Fonda. There's not that many, and and you're in there. So hey, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. Bye.